Welcome to the Podbroke Pemcast, Galactic Takes from a Force-Sensitive Hall. This is week two. Uh, my name is Sean Presley, and I'm joined this week by resident Nick Harbison. Hello there. Uh, Nick and I are going to talk about some Star Wars, and Nick himself is a self-proclaimed Star Wars nerd. Is that correct? Yes, sir, and I have evidence to back it up. Okay, well, uh, could you tell tell us a little bit of your story of how you came to love uh, Star Wars? Well, my tale of how I came to love Star Wars is not a very unique one, but it is a tale nonetheless. Um, so, like, starting out, my father had a lot of the original Star Wars, like, and New Hope and all that stuff. He had them all on DVD, and we'd often just watch them as we're going to sleep at night. Not to mention around that, it was also, I, I was basically born at the renaissance of the Lego Star Wars, as in, like, oh, mm-hmm. it came, all the stuff came out literally uh, yes. 1999, and I was right there in, like, the 2000s, just pick, getting those sets and just enjoying the heck out of them. Lego Star Wars, I think, defined a generation more so than the prequels did. Honestly, it did, even <laughs> though they ba- the popularity then basically piggybacked on the prequels. Yes, yes, of course. Of course, um... So, uh, do you have a favorite character, Mr. Nick? Um, if you asked four-year-old me, he'd be traumatized by him, but I'd say through the whole of Star Wars, it's probably Anakin. Um, I don't think he was done much justice in the prequels. I think the Clone Wars did him really a lot better than the prequels ever did. And honestly, he has one of the most well-rounded character arcs, considering everything of Star Wars has probably one of the better character arcs in all the fiction. I mean, the first six movies are technically, like, about him, if you Yeah, they're, they're it down. all his movies, yeah. Um, that's great, and you mentioned Clone Wars. Uh, that is that is where I came to love Star Wars, is the Clone Wars TV series, and that's... Oh. The Lego sets I got were all Clone Wars-based. Um, I didn't have... I didn't have very many, like, pre... Or, uh, original trilogy characters until, until recently. Oh, actually. really? Yeah, um, I was all about the clones, really. Um, my favorite character is... Probably uh, Kylo Ren. I also love me some Mace Windu and Captain Rex uh, hmm. to throw the clones some love there. I mean, if you want to know where my allegiance lies, I'm personally more of a more of a separatist myself, but oh. we can talk about that later. Okay. All right. <laughs> great. Great. Um, well, what me and Nick are going to do this week is uh, we have uh, each created a tier list, a list of our of of the fifteen Star Wars. Uh, not feature length, but like the Star Wars, um, Star Wars pieces of media, pieces of media. Yes. Yeah, so we've got the, uh, the nine episodic films, uh, plus the, a Star Wars story spinoff movies, um, two of those. And then we have Mandalorian as well as the three animated series. Um, and so, yeah, we're just going to jump right in. We have, we have, uh, we each have built a low tier, a mid tier and a high tier. So, we're just gonna go through each of our tiers um, and compare and contrast and um, and see just what happens. Two guys talking about Star Wars. So, uh, oh boy, <laughs> Nick, uh, I'm sure that the low tier honestly is gonna be the most contentious uh, for people listening. Uh, I'm not really much of an an arguer with this kind of stuff. Oh um, yeah, this is this is bound to be like the most controversial picks. Like I'd say, the low tier and the high tier are gonna be pretty controversial. Yeah, with the yeah. low being the most and the high tier being the second. Sure. Mid tier, you can kind of argue. Yeah, yeah, go back and forth. Okay, so uh, Nick, go ahead and list from uh from your lowest to your highest of your low tier. So these are your your least five, not necessarily bad, but your least favorite five pieces of Star Wars media. All right then, and uh, I'm just gonna preface this with saying, um, after the bottom pick, which is gonna be the first thing I say. Uh, basically everything after that 
to me is an enjoyable piece of Star Wars media. Mm. Just after That's that, important. but the bottom one, really, what defines a worst thing of Star Wars for me is if it has like no, it almost no enjoyable qualities. Yeah. And so, bottom tier for me is Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Ooh. Followed by uh, Star Wars Resistance. Uh, the last episode eight, the last Jedi episode one, the Phantom. That's going to be a big one. Yeah. <laughs> episode one, the Phantom Menace, and then episode six, Return of the Jedi. Ooh, six is in your low tier. It's in the highest part of low tier because uh, it's honestly yeah, the best. It's, it's, it's good. It's the least worst of the worst. I think it has a lot of issues that we could talk about later. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so my low tier, if you care to hear, is uh, Star Wars Resistance, which I have seen the first episode of, but. I was not a huge fan of the animation or the voice acting from what I saw. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a the most kid show of yeah, the three the shows. Kids, even yeah, the kids. Yeah, they're all kids shows. Exactly. Technically. That's that's what exactly what I noticed. Um, then I got episode one, then mm. episode two, and I, I like. I mean, as a kid, I liked the monsters at the end of episode two, so that that was why I put it ahead. Oh. Um, I oh, know yeah, it's. Uh, typically regarded as the worst one but yeah, the arena the arena scene is probably one of its better scenes yeah yeah um uh then i have the last jedi um and then i have the latest film the rise of skywalker oh wow which to be fair like you said um you can really sit down and enjoy any of these movies like just except our lowest episode two. Except, uh, well, <laughs> or episode two um i can I, talk about that later i have nostalgia for that one really is honestly all that kept it above Episode one, um, plus episode two for me doesn't ever have like a Jar Jar Binks annoying kind of persistence as episode one does. Um, no, but he was the key to all of it. He, he was the key to all of it. Rumored, isn't he rumored to appear in the next Obi-Wan Kenobi show? Apparently so. I don't know why oh, he gosh. would appear, but he's, he's rumored. Well, they can, they can try to redeem the character. That'd be moderately interesting, right? You can't really redeem his character. His character is made to be irredeemable, really. <laughs> Honestly, if you want to talk about quote-unquote redeeming his character, the Clone Wars did it best. If, if, I would. I thought the Jar Jar Binks episodes were... They weren't my favorite. They were always away from the clones and droids, but right? they were fine. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Clone Wars is great. Like a, we'll like we'll get to Clone Wars. Yeah, we'll get to Clone Wars. Um, but, uh, so you had The Last Jedi in your bottom tier. I, yes. I assume that is... Your statement on the movie, which has caused many an internet argument. Right. And um, like like I said, I still enjoy it as a film. I think it actually does have redeeming qualities. Yeah. Um, it's a good movie. Yeah. One of which is, um, and it's probably the most contentious point I'm going to make here. Uh, it's probably the uh, the whole stuff with Luke. I think Luke is probably one of oh, the be- oh, better. By the way, not spoilers for Star Wars. Uh, spoilers. Look, if you forward. haven't already seen it at this point, like, what are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, You're still holding on. <laughs> um, okay, Luke. Um, yeah. So continue. What was your point about Luke? Um, I think the thing about Luke in Return of the Jedi is that even though we saw him at his most powerful, his character arc still was not finished. He still hadn't overcome all of his problems. One of which is his ras- is his general rashness and so- someone even say borderline whininess. Yeah. And um, he still has to deal with that in The Last Jedi, and he deals with the consequences of it. And ultimately, he is, his character arc in The Last Jedi basically comes to its most end that it can possibly go, even after the entirety of the original trilogy. Because yeah. he still hasn't solved the fact that he's an emotional, outbursting teenager. He did it against his own dang you know father that. and had to stop himself, and he repeated that same problem again because he never learned to overcome that it. Is a, that is a great point, Nick. That is That is very perceptive i i hadn't heard that before i 
had made peace with Luke dying in episode eight, because I think that the rise of Skywalker did all of the original trilogy characters justice with what episode eight left them with. But I was happy to see him lift the X wing in episode nine and catch the lightsaber kind of like, you know, undoing the mistakes he made in life or in episode eight. I thought, yeah. So I, yeah, that I, is that is the absolute pinnacle. But that's when you know his character arc was finished when he yeah, did that because yeah. he did the impossible or what he said was impossible. So there you go. So so we do like Luke, even though when I saw the movie, I I threw my fist down in rage when he died. I was like, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, do you have anything? Uh, were you perturbed by the rise of Skywalker being in Milo tier? Uh, a little bit, but I'm not going to say much about it because it's honestly understandable why. It's really, it just depends on what you think of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think it's a lo- it's not a good film, it's a, it's fine. I would probably say as a, yeah, and I would even say as a whole, I think Star Wars as films, if you want to talk about how they're critically analyzed with like the critics online and whatever, I'd say they probably all suck. But, <laughs> yeah. Don't get on me, I swear. No, no, no. But, um... Yeah, the rise of the rise of Skywalker has its issues, and I'll admit that. That being said, I still enjoyed it a lot it, more yeah, than basically no, no. everything in the low tier. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely the rise of Skywalker. I mean, the Last Jedi is, it's a good movie. It made it tried to think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I so, think it's so, a good film, but it's just not a good yeah. Star Wars film. Um, I think I'm ready to move on to the mid tier. I would agree. Are. All right, so uh, do you want to do opposite? I'll go my mid tier first. And then sure, you go first. Okay, so mid tier, I have uh, Solo. At my lowest, mm-hmm. Star Wars, Re- which by the way, Soul's good. We'll get to this. Uh, Star Wars Rebels. Um, then these two for me are kind of interchangeable, but Episode Seven and Six. Um, I've never been a big Episode Six guy. And Episode Seven. Oh yeah, same here. It was kind of special to watch. I saw that movie a lot of right, a lot of times when it came out. So I, I like Episode Seven. Uh, and then at the top for me of my mid tier is Episode Three. Was three in your low tier? Uh, no, it's not even in my mid tier. Oh no! Okay, so um, so spoiler by the way for uh, my mid tier, I put Rebels at the bottom. Okay. Uh, then Solo, then Rogue One, then Seven, and then Five. Mm. Interesting. Um, the thing about Rebels is, it's kind of the same problem I have with Six. I was originally gonna put Six in mid tier, but then I had to like think about it a bit more, and yeah. kind of got bumped down to the best of the worst. But like, and, and Rebel suffers from a similar problem as well. Only like a third of it is actually fun and <laughs> good and enjoyable to watch. The six episode six and Rebels both suffer from that problem because like the best parts of Rebels are like very like spread out between them. Yeah. And uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn basically carried the last part of Rebels on his back. I think I think the best part of Rebels, um, which I have not seen the full series. Um, oh shoot! But <laughs> um, I I I like Ahsoka. Oh yeah, uh, Darth Vader is done pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that Captain Rex is back, even yeah. though the clones that he's with are kind of a little corny. What Wolf and Gregor? Wolf Gregor and uh, I think those are the only two. Oh, the only two. Okay, well there you go. Um, and then yeah, kind of kind of stops there. I like that they steal the Hammerhead Corvettes and those right? things show up in Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, but, like like the stuff with the returning characters as yeah. well as the the. Uh, the newly canonized uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. At oh the time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all the most enjoyable parts of Rebels, I think. And then, but and like then everything Maul. else is just kind of eh. Oh yeah, Maul definitely. Oh my gosh, Dude, Maul. He, Maul he might is, be the best part of Rebels. He is. He might be the one of the best parts of Clone Wars and Rebels. And 
maybe even this Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show. The thing, If he's in it. The thing that's frustrating for me is I think the Maul storyline that they've done in Rebels and Clone Wars is good enough to be a movie or in in this Kenobi series that's coming out or even... Like, like, especially with Mandalorian kind of hyping up Mandalore and that history. Like, mm-hmm. Darth Maul's been, was there, you know? Oh, he conquered so, Mandalore. He conquered Mandalore. So, like... I wonder how the... Ma- well, we can't really figure that out because, uh... But, um... <laughs> yeah. oh. um if they do ever talk about it, I think that the int- the, how they viewed... How they view um, Maul as a part of their culture would be quite interesting. Yeah. But, no, like... Just... Overall, for me, I want to see Darth Maul live action, and I don't think there's much reason to do a second solo film, even though it looked um, like that's what they wanted to. Do. It looks like that's yeah, what they like wanted to do. Yeah, looks like that's what they want to do, and I think there's implication there because, like, even after, even after the uh, solo film, we're still not at like the point where yeah. Solo should be. The Solo in uh, Solo Star Wars story is most definitely not the same Solo that we see in the Cantina. Of course, four. and we, I mean, we obviously had Darth Maul. You know, at the end of that movie, the mic drop. Right? Um, he's still alive, you know. For for mainstream audiences, that might have been a whoa moment. Oh yeah, they had a lot of them hadn't seen the Clone Wars, and they're like, "Ha, ah, how's he dead?" Yeah, and then and then, um, like Amelia Clark's character is still kicking around. Um, what Kira? Kira, you oh, don't. Kira's awesome. You don't have like, you don't hire Amelia Clark to play a character for one movie and right? have her betray Han Solo, and then like not have that be resolved. Like, right? They obviously wanted to have more movies, but I don't. Mm-hmm. But like. Do you think they'll make more solo movies? I. It's possible. It is possible. I, I think just, all Narenreich did a good solo. Oh, he, I think Donald yeah. Glover did a freaking oh, amazing yes, Lando. Yes. Um, and and Solo is not bad. I right. I think Solo does some great world building. Mm-hmm. Um, solo is a. I the thing about Solo is I would say I don't think Solo embodies every the what the rest of the Star Wars is kind of about. But that's kind of the thing with the anthology films. Yeah. And I think it's perfectly okay. The thing about Star Wars is that it's so wide that you can tell a variety of different genres of stories just in, within that universe yeah. and still kind of tie into it. Yeah. Like you have like, you have the the main nine films which are basically all fantasy. Yeah. You have Solo, which is Solo like, and Mandalorian. Solo and Mandalorian are, both are kind like of grimy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Rogue One is just kind of like one of those classic like military. It's a, it's films, a war movie. Honestly. And it's then war movie, yeah. you got Clone Wars and like Clone Wars is its own thing. It goes everywhere. Battles, everything. There's westerns. Yeah, there's there's war. There's fantasy. It's oh, all there. Clone Wars is so good, and We're neither of us have that. said Clone Wars yet. So yes, you can bet where that's gonna be. Bet where that's gonna be. Um, so uh, mid tier is that? I'm surprised you had five in your mid tier. Yeah, the thing about I, I know people, a lot of people say like five is the best film. Yeah. I honestly don't see why five is the best film. Mm-hmm. It's just I look at I I watch the film and. I don't know why. For a lot of the film, I'm just kind of not bored, but just like semi uninterested. Yeah, yeah. But when it starts getting to the stuff between like the between the main cast, like that stuff's pretty good. The end, the end is great. Cloud City. But like honestly, I don't care much for for the whole stuff about Hoth or the whole space slug oh, thing, or even a lot of stuff in Cloud City. I don't think a lot of that is a lot of that's very much kind of eh. But then when Luke gets a Vader, okay, that's the big stuff. <laughs> um. It's not that the it's not like uh, Return of the Jedi where like the parts that aren't the best parts are bad. It's just the parts that aren't the best parts are just kind of okay. Like I'll watch them. It's all right. Yeah. And um, I'm the controversial say here. Uh, Boba Fett sucks. He does. He, he sucks. He, he is. He is not. At least in the original trilogy, there's a, there's a you point were, to be made in the 
in the Clone Wars where he's actually kind of cool. You don't think that that's like an Anakin Skywalker, like he was handled wrong? No, I think he. I think he. Okay, there, part of that is yes. Okay, I think but George Lucas ha- created a character that was so strong. Yeah, that it was implied to be so strong. No, they, they that didn't the know only what way they, they can get rid of him is to kill him like a punk. Well, they didn't. Which they did. They didn't expect the uh, the. Wasn't that the whole thing with the sales of the? Yeah, action the, it was figure? the toys. Yeah, the, the toys, toys. The toys sold. Boba Fett, Fett blew up. Yeah, but and then everyone loved him. And I honestly, can understand why he looks cool. He sounds cool. He sounds cool. It's just a lot of and this problem with Star Wars in general. A lot of what he, a lot of what Boba Fett is, is implied greatness. You're told that phasma, he's great, it's... but yeah, Phasma has the same problem. Yeah, you're told that they're great, but they do nothing great in their mm-hmm, films. Mm-hmm. Freezing Han Solo, that's not really that big of a deal, all things considered. If you were to say beat him in a gunfight, sure, that's a pretty big deal. If he didn't get knocked off a skiff, but oh we're not going to talk about that. And you know, you know, um, you know where Boba Fett is at his greatest? Where? At that end credit scene of the Mandalorian, <laughs> I that as okay. Do you think that that's is, him? I don't know. Yeah, the, I don't. I honestly don't know. It could be him. I thought it was Cad Bane. It's possible uh, that uh, the thing about Cad Bane is he's awesome, but he'd probably be dead by this yeah, point, considering he, the lifespan of Adoros. And he was like what fifty in the Clone Wars, so he'd be straight dead by now. Oh, well. Well, baby Yodas are are fifty years old, and they're only babies. Yeah, but that, that, they're not they're not Duros. Duros have like a human lifespan, gotcha. basically, if not if not a little shorter. So he'd be dead, <laughs> straight up. Well, unless he's not, in which case that is going to be pretty interesting. I am ready for the Cad Bane solo movie. Oh, I am too. I'm Cad ready for Bane, Cad Bane to get anything. Cad Bane grows old. You want to talk about a bounty hunter that's actually great? Cad there you go. Freaking Bane. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to imply greatness. He shows it. All right, so we've we've gone through Captain Rex, Cad Bane. Right now, um, it's time to get to the. It's time to get to the good stuff. Yes. Um. So, Nicholas, would you like to reveal your list? All right. So, at the bottom of high tier, we have episode three. Yes, great. I really like episode three. I just recently rewatched it, and it is. It's good. It, yeah, it is honestly the best. The prequels. It's probably one of the most. It's probably one of the most enjoyable films out of Star Wars. Uh, it's, it's there emotional. are a few parts where I'm just like, eh. yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I think, and this is gonna be like a really controversial pick. I think the, controversial to say. I think the whole scene where Palpatine gets stormed in by the Jedi is really not a good display oh, of Palpatine. Dude, it, I, that is one of the most disappointing lifesaver fights of all time. Like they had four Jedi masters mm-hmm. against Palpatine. They could have. Done, done so many cool things like even if he just tears through them like he does right. they could have choreographed it differently like mm-hmm. whatever like they don't st- there's um it's just awkward the way he from... accidentally hits oh, Kit right. Fisto and stuff like it looks uh, bad right like uh, from what i've read and i'm going to blame george lucas completely on this one from what i've read apparently at the moment that palpatine did all that apparently palpatine was a, was moving faster than the human eye could possibly perceive and the only one of the jedi that could possibly keep up with him is mace windu, windu. Mm-hmm. Well, I Which like is just that. weird because, like... I like that Mace Windu is the last one standing. Uh, of course, because Mace Windu is... He, he is the bomb, even though he's a total hypocrite, but he's a bomb. Um, <laughs> but, like, just... Palpatine... Like, the problem with... And this is the problem with Star Wars prequels in general is George Lucas doesn't know how to display the stuff that he's trying to say. Yeah. He's trying to say that Palpatine's so fast, the Jedi can't keep up with him, but they don't show it. Yeah. They just show the Jedi being bumbling idiots. Exactly. And and Palpatine looks like a clumsy... Right? Lunatic. 
Um, not to mention, okay, we'll, we'll we'll just continue on. I was going to talk about more stuff, but it kind of fits more in with it, with what I'm going to talk about at the top. So yeah, we'll just keep going. Okay. Um, and then here is where I have to disagree, and that is the next one is episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Ooh. I honestly think I that The Rise of Skywalker was one of the most was one of the best Star Wars films of this sort of like new era of Disney films. Interesting, and possibly one of the better than all the prequels. That's for sure. Hmm. Um. It, it does have its flaws, I will admit. It does kind of go all over the place with its pacing. It doesn't really... It has a pr- kind of, that kind of an issue is really its biggest issue. Yeah. I'd say outside of that, every part of it, I'd say is just enjoyable on its own, enjoyable in the whole context. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. And if you ask me, I don't think everything in Star Wars has to make sense. Yeah. At its core, Star Wars is a fantasy film. And, you know, fantasy series, you don't have to explain everything in fantasy, which is the problem because fans want everything explained. Well, Game of Thrones did that. And honestly, that's, yeah, that's, that's where my issue... Like, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones has ruined things. Like, Game of Thrones ruined <sighs> any perception of fantasy, if you ask me. Because uh, the problem with Game of Thrones is that Game of Thrones is, post, is supposed to be a juxtaposition of everything yeah, you would know about yeah. fantasy, where the, the good guys don't win. Yeah. That's the thing, though. It, now people think that Game of Thrones is, like, what fantasy should be. Huh. Even though Game of Thrones is the complete opposite of what fantasy is. That is that is incredible. I'm reading Game of Thrones right now. That is a great point. And I hadn't thought about I mean, so so that is where that's why episode nine was low for me. Honestly, I, I thought it was a fine movie. Um, right. Kylo Ren is done is freaking great. Yeah, that's one um, of his better. Wish he didn't die at the end, but <laughs> but the whole thing, my whole problem was Palpatine with that movie. Like it, Really? Yes, I just didn't. I didn't get why he was still alive, and I was like, "Where did he build this massive army of ships that could each blow up planets?" And like, you're right. The game, like that whole logic, the internet has ruined it for me, and I wish it hadn't because hmm. I have friends. Uh, shout out to SLA Sam Masty, and he goes and he just watches it and he he enjoys it, and he thinks the cool parts are cool. Um, I think, uh, if you ask me, I think Palpatine's probably one of the better parts of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you not think it would have been better if they had not dedicated a whole, just, just a movie to his return? Like, I think... I don't think they needed to. I think they explained enough that they needed to explain about Palpatine in the film. With just with just the single line that he said, which is a complete callback to episode three, I think they explained enough about how he returned. It's... Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is because the dark side of the force is a pathway into many abilities that some consider to be unnatural. It's because the dark side does this kind of kind of stuff. You know, you know where the Jedi. You know, they focus on more like you know just orthodox abilities, like even even transferring life to yeah. each other, but never like reviving the dead or whatever. That's the Sith thing to do. That mm-hmm. that necromancy in general is more of a dark thing to do. Sure. And I think this film characterizes Palpatine better than better than probably three, honestly. Wow. In what he's supposed to be, which is the the big dark wizard the epitome of evil. we can we can talk about that more in episode four because i have a lot to say about that wow but um okay all right then <laughs> so moving on i guess um next up in the high tier is the clone wars yes the clone yes. wars i is, have it at third as well right Excellent. the clone wars is the best thing that happened to the prequels oh, it's so the best good. it's one of the best star wars shows of all time i'd say there are some parts of it Wait. that yes you can kind of skip over but oh no most of, it's, most of it's amazing okay so i just realized that Keep going. Yeah. Number um, two is Mandalorian for you. Is that true? Number two is the Mandalorian. Wow. Go, I think the Mandalorian going, is better than the Clone Dude, Wars. Wow. It only took Dang. like six or seven episodes. Crazy. But like, you know, the Mandalorian, it tells its own tale completely separate from the rest of Star Wars. Yeah. Almost completely like Ignorant closed of off exactly. from the characters the are ignorant. Stuff of Clone they don't Wars. care. 
they don't they don't really care about the stuff that came before and i think it tells a really great tale just on its own and that's that's the best part about it is that it doesn't need to rely on other material it just is what it is yeah and that's the problem with star wars and as a whole is because it likes to rely on extraneous material mandalorian doesn't even care about that it is its own thing now do you think that like honestly i know I, it's great that mandalorian is its own thing honestly like it's cool i love that I would love to see, however, a cameo appearance from Luke or something. That, like, just even a little tad. Mm. Would you not think that'd be cool if they just work that in? I at some think point? that may ruin the whole thing about the Mandalorian. I think it may, because like that, that's kind of the issue with Star Wars is that it focuses so much on its returning characters mm. that it kind of makes the universe feel small. Mm. Like, you know how many times Chewbacca just has to appear? Yeah. There's no reason for Chewbacca to appear. He just has to be there. It could have been any year of the Wookiee, but it had to be Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. And they're it's also just always like, saving Wookiees in yeah. the media ever. It's just, the, the, that's the thing about Star Wars is that it's a wide galaxy, but the people behind it like to make it small. Yeah. Because they have to keep all these returning characters coming back. I think hmm. Mandalorian should deal should do without that. They can bring in, like, returning items like the Darksaber. That's kind of important. Yeah. But, like, outside of that, I think it should just, it should continue to stay where it is as a, just, like, a standalone thing and be good with that. All righty. That's great. Um, and then your top one is episode four, which a new is hope. my top one as well. It it is it is Star Wars at its best. It I'd is say. gutsy <laughs> cinema. It's the first, but it's the best. It's magical. It is. I it's love fantasy. It. It's got everything you want in the film. I love that this whole conversation. Like, like <laughs> the movie starts with two droids walking in the right? desert. It has one it, of the best openings one of, the of be- all time. Oh, just it is cinema space, masterpiece. Shoot, just pans down. There's a planet, and then. Boom, action oh. already begins. Yeah, no, I, I love episode four. It it is pace love it is it is a great introduction to every movie, everything we've talked about. You can start with episode four and that is that it, it, it it'll just do you right, you know? It's it's a great right. movie. Uh, one thing that I had, I had thought about which it's what made me love episode four most, and it's where I get my whole interpretation from Star Wars as a whole is that episode four is almost trope for trope a just a just a fantasy film at its core it's about a young dashing farm boy who gets called to adventure by a good wizard yeah. joins up with a rogue and that rogue's animal companion to go and save a princess from an evil wizard <laughs> their, their, their largest fight is the young dashing boy gathers up with a bunch of the other knights to get on top of their quote-unquote steeds which are x-wings yeah and they have to go and destroy the wizard's big doomsday tower essentially which is the death star hmm. it is a fantasy film that's just set in space that's yeah. all it is and that's what I, that's what i think makes the best and makes Simple. it the defining thing about star wars as a fantasy series yeah which is you know like i said that's where i get myself a palpatine he's the bigger dark wizard behind the evil wizard yeah that there has there has to be a bigger wizard behind the always a bigger to wizard. make yeah there's, there's always a bigger wizard mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah, it's just it sets up Star Wars as a fantasy series so well, different from its other other fantasy series just in the setting alone. And for that I think it deserves to be the best Star Wars film of all time. Well, I will I will take you up my top tier just really quickly here. All right then. Um I have Rogue One. I love Rogue yep, One. Everyone loves um, Rogue One. I like it too. Mandalorian, then Clone Wars, then five, then four. Um and honestly, I'd probably just just because five is up there because it's up there on everyone's list, but I right, could, everyone loves it. In my personal list, I'd probably put Clone Wars above Episode Five. Like, right? That show just was was my childhood. 
Oh yeah, it was, it was there for once childhood when it started coming on in Cartoon Network. You see all this stuff going around about it, like whoa, this is cool. Yeah, and it didn't pander, didn't pander to kids, right? Um, even though it was a kids show at heart, you can tell. I mean, the going back and watching it, you know, the dialogue is a little clunky and it's not. In some places, yes. Super, you know. I wonder who wrote it though. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So that Clone Clone Wars, honestly, it's it's ph- phenomenal, and I had four at the top too because it is pure magic. Right, um, and then episode nine. You know, I, I I don't know that I've seen episode four since episode nine came out. Mm-hmm. I would, I kind of want to see it now that I'm thinking about, it. like, just to see Luke knowing where he goes as a character, seeing Han knowing where, like, they, they are. Those two specifically, Leia is kind of in the center of right, this Leia conflict when the, she uh, starts when we right. see her. But Luke and Han, they, they just get tangled up in this in this huge thing, and right. it it a lot of it is because of them because of themselves because of themselves, and like it is poetry. They they get they get pulled in by the, the conflict in the galaxy, and it it I mean it ends up being the death of both of them. But it's just beautiful. I love I love when you can see a character's full arc across decades of media. Decades of the storyline, the actual storyline is decades long, um, but it's just, it's great. And episode four sets it up so well. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Even though I don't think George Lucas could have ever anticipated where his franchise was going to go from there. Obviously not. Obviously not. Um, Little did he know that two college students would be talking about it in one of the smallest rooms in their small old dorm. Some, what, like, that was in 76, so what, 50 years later? Yeah. Crazy. Indeed. Nicholas, let me shake your hand. All right, then. We're shaking our hands mm-hmm. uh, right now, audience. Um, this has been week two of Potbroke, PEMcast, uh, the defining series in all of the podcasts to have ever been given to the Pembroke Hall. Um, I'm Sean Presley. Uh, this is Nick. Goodbye. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, I was having a hard time coming up with it because like, hello there. Like, what do you what do you say in return? Like, oh wait, yeah, I know what you say in return. Uh, Goodbye. Uh, General Kenobi. <laughs> there you go. It had to be said. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so that is going to conclude. Thanks for sticking to the end of our of our uh, episode here, folks. Uh, tune in next week for some other uh, RA talking about some other topic. Uh, but possibly until uh, like week eight which is religion, I will not talk. I will not be on this pocket. So I will see you guys later, or you will hear me later. Anyways, au revoir, keep it real, um, and have a blessed day.